Welcome to Sexy Secrets, a podcast about body confidence, relationship magic, kink, and sex. Here I share stories and tips from my life to help you get what you want in and out of the bedroom. I am your host, Marion Cloetes, French love coach for women and your pleasure advocate. Let's get started. Hello. <laughs> I never really know how to start these episodes. I am refraining from like starting over again because I still won't, st- won't know what to say. Especially since there is a pre- pre-recorded intro. It's like, do I say hey again? Is Was my hey enough? But then I can't really start jumping straight into it. So anyway, thank you for bearing with me. Um, It's been an eventful day for me. Uh, It started with me sitting in a puddle of pee. <laughs> Cat pee. Um, if you follow me on social media, you probably have seen that I adopted a month and a half ago, it was, two adorable kittens. And one of them, I don't know whom, um, peed on my spot on the sofa this morning before I got up. Um, so I was quite a surprise because this is like my spot on the sofa. So this is where I, I get, you know, like breakfast and everything. So I just, I just, you know, I had made my eggs because I was starving. I had my tea and as I sat down, I, I just felt something wet on my bum and then realized that, you know, it was cat pee actually. Um, I don't know where it came from. Well, it came from a, pee, uh, a cat's bladder, but I don't know which one. Um, so I have two, two kittens. One of them is a female turkey. Her name is Venus. And the other one is a black male. His name is Sirius. Very bright stars. And they're adorable. Um, and we're going to get to the topic of today, actually. It was a beautiful, beautiful example um, of how my kittens, even when we first got them, so they were six weeks old. Yes, it was. they were six weeks old. They had amazing boundaries. Like when they first arrived, it took them a couple of days to get settled, get used to us and also being in the house. Because up until they came in the house, they had been in a pen outside um, at the first house, but like not in the house. So it took them a bit of time. They were really wary of us. Um, Sirius was hissing at us a lot. And they were just like, like, I couldn't help but, like, be really admirative of this sense of boundary. It's like they weren't trying to please me. They weren't trying to cat please, to people please. They weren't trying to, like, be, you know, others than who they are, which were, like, scared kittens. Um, I wanted to make a post at some point called my two-month-old scared kittens have better boundaries than you because I thought that was a good post. I didn't end up doing it, but hey, here we are. I'm talking about it now. I think it's really interesting how animals in general and small humans have a very natural, innate sense of boundaries, which we also used to have and have kind of let go of as we have grown. And, you know, some of it is for good reasons. We've learned that you know, strangers don't always mean danger. Or we've learned that new things aren't necessarily life-threatening, which is a very, very good thing. 
And some of it is also that we've learned to people please to bite down our tongue, chew our tongue off. No, I think that's a bit too hard. Basically, not say what we mean. And yeah, basically, we've been conditioned, <laughs> educated, you know. Um, yeah, so what I want to talk about today um, is some things that I've been feeling is really, really in the air at the moment. There is, well, if you live in the US, there has been Thanksgiving um, last week. And wherever you are in the world, there is the end of your celebrations. Um, I celebrate Christmas. And I know a lot of people we do, or for which, for whom. Hmm. Um, the end of the year actually means a lot of stress because it's a lot of gathering with family members. And it's very hard to uphold boundaries with family members because oh, because of so many reasons. <laughs> um, but it tends to be a place where even if you've done like our best in other areas of our lives with you know like work colleagues or clients or, or partner or friends, like there is something about families that just gets right at you, isn't there? Like I know when I go back to my mom's house I'm just very easily triggered because because of so many things, because of some, you know, like so many things that happened in the past and because of, you know, um, yeah, I don't know, like our relationship dynamic and, you know, like trauma and, and all of the good shit, right? Um, so, yeah, and it's, it's not necessarily like on Christmas and especially this year, I believe that less people will spend time or you know, time celebrating with, with, you know, family members, especially extended family because of the pandemic and the restrictions. Um, but I think it's still worth mentioning because this is valid 365 days. Most year, other years it's valid 366 days. So basically boundaries um, and putting yourself first always, always goes. Like it's always valid. Um, just drinking water right here or you might hear my radiator in the background sorry if it's bothering you I'm just I'm cold so wise I'm in my office sitting on my sofa looking at the moon it's a full moon I um, can see it by my window and it's just amazing anyway back to our topic um, today um, about prioritizing yourself and I'm gonna, I'm gonna really fill into it and then putting a hand on my heart because this is such an important topic. We always, always, always have to choose ourselves first. I'm letting that sink in even for myself <laughs> a moment. So a personal reason for which I'm talking about this right now is also because a couple of weeks ago, I think it is, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago I started talking about politics um, on my Facebook. And like I want to give details but I don't want to give too many details, you know, <laughs> privacy and all of that. Uh, but we, here we go. So I started talking about politics um, on social media, especially on Facebook. And some people, um, especially one very, very close friend of mine, 
um, didn't like that. Um, and long story short, she cut me off, which has been <laughs> very difficult. Like it happened a week ago and I don't think it's just sunk in just yet because I just can't, like, I still can't believe it really happened. Like she was one of my closest, if not my closest friend for the past seven years. And I just can't believe that she would cut me off her life for the reasons she did and also the way she did it, which is basically like throwing me away like a piece of shit. <laughs> so I'm still in the middle of that, um, to be to be honest. I want you to understand where I'm coming from and also because I'm walking my talk, right? I could have told her when she raised some concern that what I meant wasn't what I meant. I could have gone on her way and I didn't. I did try to pacify, um, pacify? I don't know if that's a word. Um, I did try to temper what was going on because there were lots of emotions playing around. I did try to take the drama out of it, to explain things calmly, to reiterate where I was coming from, what my values were, um, and told her how much she meant to me and our relationship meant to meant to me. Um, so basically, getting it on. What for me were solid grounds, you know, loyalty, friendship, all of that. And it didn't really work. <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, and that's right. That's just the way it is. But what I didn't do is forego my truth or deny myself or shut myself down. I didn't... I didn't sell myself. I mean, sell is quite a strong word, but like, I didn't betray myself for keeping the peace between us. And like, once more, like, she's been my best friend, you know, for many years. We've gone through like thick and thin together. She, and still to this day, you know, she still matters to me a lot. And I matter most more, whatever, um, my opinion of me is more important and my opinion of me hasn't stands. More than that, it's what I stand for and my truth and speaking up and basically being myself is what matters most. All the time, anytime. And it doesn't matter if it's, you know, trying to, it doesn't matter if it's with a close friend or a partner or a boss or a stranger in the streets that you don't want to displease or disappoint. Um, and I'm, I'm a people pleaser, you know, like less so than some years ago. It's still a work in progress. I think it always is. But I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, you know, with my boundaries. A couple of years ago, even like six months ago, I don't think I would have been able to do that. I don't think, I certainly don't think I would have reacted to the situation the way I did react, which to me was quite peaceful for most of the <laughs> exchange we've had. And I'm really proud of that. I'm really proud that I didn't abandon myself to please somebody else, even though I love this person. Because I love myself more. 
And I'm not saying that from like a very arrogant place of like, ooh, I love myself. Well, that was kind of sensual, not arrogant. Like, yeah, I do love myself sensually. <laughs> Imagine me saying something in a very arrogant way. This is not where I'm coming from. I don't think there is anything wrong with loving ourselves. And, well, you know, you're listening to that. You probably know that already. There is nothing wrong with loving ourselves. And furthermore, I'll go like a step higher or two steps higher, whatever. We need to love ourselves way more. Yeah. (laughs) Because when we are able to understand, when we are able to know ourselves and to accept ourselves and to love ourselves, especially love ourselves unconditionally, so regardless of our income or if we have a partner or not, if we're having lots of sex or not, or our weight. Um, when we love ourselves no matter what is when we really step into our true power. And in my work, I talk a lot about you know empowerment and you know feeling your power, which to me is a synonym to confidence and also a synonym to love, you know? Um, just think that power has you know something more powerful in it than love but love ultimately is what's behind all of that so experiencing so much love for yourself that you know that even if a friend decides to cut you off or a partner leaves you or a family member is disappointed with you you know you'll be fine because I know I'll be fine you know, eventually, in probably like some months. Um, and yeah, I just trying to say it in other ways, but really, I think the message is that we always have to choose ourselves. Because the opposite is quite disastrous, believe me, I've done, I've done it many times. Um, self-betrayal pretending to be someone we are not for the sake of other people, for the sake of not wanting to be alone, is not going to work long term. (sighs) Having some water here. Please hydrate yourself. Um, yeah, in my in many of my relationships before, um, and I'm talking mainly romantically. Uh, there, but really not only, in a lot of my relationships before, I was trying to pretend that I was really cool, that I didn't have any needs, that I was low maintenance, definitely not needy, and if you're feeling needy, I am advising you to um, listen to the episode I did about this, um, which is called You're Not Needy, You Have Needs. Yay! (laughs) So I was really trying to basically keep myself small. And that didn't, it just didn't work. Like the relationship didn't work because how could it? You know, like pretending to be someone you're not or even just pretending that you're cool with something that you're not or pretending you're happy when you're not this just eats away a lot of your energy 
And you might try and, you know, because we've, we've all been there, right? We all try to minimize the thing or to pretend we don't care or that it doesn't matter or, you know, X, Y, Z. We come up with lots of reasons to keep the peace. And that fucking doesn't work. The fucking is for emphasis on it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work and it's just really sad. And when you try and keep the peace with someone else, you actually create a fight within yourself. Which is definitely something I read on Instagram, on the post. Um, if you know the author, please let me know and I'll add it. One other thing, uh, one other thing uh, that is not from me and I find really, really useful. Um, a friend mentioned it to me a couple of years ago and I do have like a very interestingly sharp memory for quotes and scale of things is um, that to be happy, to feel peaceful, to be satisfied, you need to be able to let people, one, be angry at you, two, be disappointed by you, three, misunderstand you, and four, be wrong about you. Have I said the four? Okay, so be wrong about you, misunderstand you, be disappointed, or be angry. Um, and when you do that, you're just like flying, just flying. <laughs> and and I'm not saying that you're higher than other people and that you shouldn't take their opinion into consideration and be closed off and everything, because this is not about that. And you know it. It's more about realizing that there is only so much you can control in life. And people's reaction to you leaving you... Living your life the way you intend to isn't one of them. You'll always disappoint people. You'll always make some people angry. 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 Hopefully not hungry. <laughs> You'll always... Um, well, not always, often. You know what I mean. Um, so on, so on, so on. And that's fine. And actually, the more... The more you step into your power... Which is to say, the more you truly accept yourself and love yourself and give no fuck about what other people think, the more people are going to, are going to react to that. Um, because it may be triggering for them on so many levels. Maybe they just don't agree with something you say or something you do. It can also be that on an emotional and even energetical level, they're very triggered by your actions or your saying, your sayings, what you say. And ultimately, it's it's not your fault. Like, well, it is your fault, but it's not your responsibility. You might be, you might be the spark, but if there was like some wood ready to burn over there, like you're not. You, you cannot be held responsible for the wall like fire going on. I, I'm not sure this is a really good metaphor, so bear with me. Bottom line is bottom line yeah. You are not responsible for how people react to you and what you say and what you do. And the more you try to keep the peace 
and there is you know like i'm not i'm not saying keeping the peace is a bad thing but like when it comes to your personal expense it is it really is and when you do that it just doesn't work it doesn't work because you're not truthful in your relationships you're not being yourself so it's gonna make it even more and more terrifying for you to actually be yourself so basically as soon as as soon as you can and there is no time like now as soon as you can say what you mean do what you intend to do without fearing the judgment of others you're going to be unstoppable in a very good way and i know it's probably something you've you know heard before and and i have heard it as well and yet i feel the need to talk about it because you know like it's what well, is happening in my life I've, i'm seeing it a lot around i feel like it's it's very much in the energy at the moment and also because there is knowing like knowing that oh yeah i shouldn't you know like i shouldn't care about what other people are saying like yeah i know and there is like a full kind of full body experience and understanding of like yeah this isn't on me and what are again I'm thinking. I need to think to know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, is that it? I don't think so. <sighs> I feel like something is thinking in for me. I don't know. Anyways, thank you for bearing with me. I know this doesn't make for some um, best podcast experience, but I do like not to edit my podcasts. Um, one, because it takes so much time. And two, because I'd rather this be as natural and authentic as can be. And I think I'm still trying to like find my footing in all of that. I think this is only episode like, I don't know, six, seven, eight of this podcast. Um... But I'm also exploring what it looks like for me to let myself speak freely without thinking what other people are going to think about me or what I say, you know. <laughs> so it's a very much an exercise for me right now. So thank you for being my witness and a listener of this episode. Um, yeah, so what I was going to say, I think, was that... Even though we know that people pleasing is bad, well, it's you know it's not, it's not bad in itself, but too much people pleasing just doesn't work. Um, there's a difference between knowing that and actually applying it to your life, right? And I think that we need permission and support and validation around that a lot, especially when you first start. Um, to say what we mean, what we mean to say no more often, to get away, like get out of engagements, um, events, things that just don't feel good. There is a lot of because since it's something that we're new to doing, and something that our brain still registers as bad, and there is some guilt arising. 
there is a deep need to be validated over what we're feeling. I know I have. And validation in itself is not a bad thing. Um, you have different kind of validation. So for me, the more mainstream way of validation, the more common way is, is buying stuff. <laughs> um, or it's like, you know, buying clothes, online shopping to have the fanciest dress. Um, you know, the example of having a big fancy car to impress your neighbors or even staying in a job that doesn't feel right anymore because you're scared of what your parents, your, you know, your friends, your partner are going to say. Staying with someone in a relationship that doesn't, with whom it doesn't work because of the same reason. So because you think that you're going to die alone, which by the way, is the number one fear we all have in common as human beings. We are all scared to die alone. This is like a thing from a reptilian brain, so this is absolutely normal. And then there's like the validation that comes from having someone else validating your feelings. Because your feelings are always valid and legit. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean it does not mean that there's a truth, but they're always valid and legit. If you're feeling them it's for a reason and they're here and you should feel them and then they'll go away, basically. Short, short, very short um, course on feelings, here you go. But the validation that comes from having someone holding space for you and hearing you and telling you you were right or confirming what happened, being like, this must have been tough, this was really inappropriate, this doesn't make sense. And all of that is very, very soothing. Because as that happens, as the, people, as the people pleasing happens in relationships, and as we set up some boundaries in relationships, it is very difficult, once more, especially at first, to stand in this place of like, I did the right thing without hearing it from other people. And you'll have a lot of self-help specialists, coaches, you know, therapists, who will tell you that validation should only be internal. It should come from you, right? So you have external validation, which is what other people tell you, um, you know, um, having a nice social status, having having lots of, lots of cash, lots of money. And all of that. And then you have the internal validation that comes from you knowing you did the right thing. So internal validation is absolutely, absolutely necessary. And external validation also is. Because it's not fucking easy. <laughs> Alright? Life isn't easy. And for some people it's easier than others. But it doesn't make it an easy journey. That's not, that's, that's, that's not the point, is it? The point of life to me, is growth and healing and especially love. Um, the goal of my life is to love myself. And I love myself already, but I want to love myself more. You know, like, I've, I've, I think I've said it, or at least I've thought it since I was, like, 14 years old. I've always been like, I want to be able to know, accept, and love myself. And I'm on the right, you know, I think I'm, I'm doing a fairly, a fairly good job. 
Um, anyway, back to validation. I'm getting sidetracked. So back to validation. Um, yeah, lots of people will tell you that it should only come from you. And yes, internal validation is important. And yet it is difficult, especially at first, and especially when we're so used to relying on other people. You know? I mean, we live in an interconnected, interdependent, interdependent society. That's, that's the way it goes. So when this whole thing happened, uh, last week was my friend, one of the first thing I did was to reach out for support. So um, I was talking with my partner, I was talking with friends, and I reached out to someone, um, um, a coach, and, I, and booked a session with her so we could talk about it. Because I needed to have the space to vent, to process. As you might have guessed, I am a verbal processor, which means I understand a lot of things and I come to a lot of realization while I speak, which is one of the reasons why having this podcast is great for me. <laughs> um, and yes, I booked a call with her and that was great to have the space held for me not to have, yeah, and just to be able to like explain what happened and also hear back that wasn't normal. You know, the whole situation wasn't normal. It wasn't, you know, appropriate. I understand you feeling this is completely normal. And this just feels so freaking good. (laughs) It does, because we all want to be heard. You know, we all want to be validated. And yeah, like nowadays, we just do it in a in a really twisted way. And when it's a twist, twisted, I mean like, we don't do it in a straightforward way. So like, instead of asking our friends, like, are you proud of me? You know, we buy a new thing or we buy them something. So, you know, like, it's not, and I'm not saying you should go, you know, or like I should go around, um... And and ask like anybody like oh excuse me sir um excuse me friend are you proud of me, but I just think validation is important, you know, and I think it's important for a lot of people, especially for people who have who didn't have validation when they were growing up, who were maybe gaslit gaslighted. Um, who felt misunderstood or unheard, unseen. It is very important to have your feelings validated when you come from a place where this hasn't been the case when you were a kid because that made you doubt your own feelings. Which is why later on <laughs> you need someone to tell you this is alright. Um, and that's very human. You know, like, I'm laughing about it, but, like, this is very, very human. And I really want to invite you to see the humanity, like, the humanness, humanity in all of that. Because this is part of the experience. And it's very easy to fall into the shame of, like, oh, no, I shouldn't want external validation. I should be able to stand on my own two feet and not need anyone. And yet, like, that's not why we're here. As I said, like, we're living in an interdependent society. Even people who try and go live off the grid, they don't do it by their own. And they eventually need other people, and that's fine. We need relationships in our lives. We need community. 
So looking for support and validation from our community and relationships, from the people around us, from professionals, is not only like all right. I think it's. I mean, I personally encourage it because it is very healthy. You know, I mean, there is a yeah. I, I do think there would be a line where like. If you ask for validation for like every move you make, especially in your business, oh yes, that's a good point. Um, validating myself right here. So especially in a business, I think we tend to, and I know I used to do that a lot, and you know sometimes I still do it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm no better than you. I'm also a human being, <laughs> blood twist. So especially in the business, we tend to rely on experts and successful people, people who have all the secrets and the six proven strategy to be a billionaire, um, and it doesn't work. Because if there was like one way to do it, like to do business, to have a successful a successful business, to have a successful successful uh, life, whatever that means for you, like we would know it. First of all, there isn't one definition of success. And also, we're all wired differently. And human design has been really wonderful in helping me think that, in understanding how my unique design is, you know, is, is unique and how the way I work isn't how most people work. You know, I'm a manifester with ego authority. That's, that's actually pretty rare. So most of, the, most of the business advice or even life advice don't really apply to me. And when I first got into in, into entrepreneurship, I looked for the answers everywhere online. I would be like following this person and this other person, all the marketing gurus and everything, telling me precisely what to do. And my heart wasn't in it. Like I was feeling really sad because just I couldn't understand why I would procrastinate so much. But then I'm really happy I did because otherwise I would have built up a, a business I hate. <laughs> You know, and that's I'm not I'm not available for that. That's not what I'm here for. So we do tend to look for a lot of validation in our business, especially at first, and once more that's normal. And we have to be careful one who we are looking for validation from. I don't know if that sentence makes sense, but basically where's the people who we, Oh, God, am I going to be able to finish the sentence? Basically, be careful who you are th- seek- seeking validation from. I'm going to have some water now. <sighs> okay. Because not everyone is like, like... I mean, no one is like you, but online. Like, just no one is like you. And some people might have a business that looks like you and... And they have different ways of just being, you know. So they have a business, ideally, built on their unique gifts and skills and wants. And even if you want to have the same business, like exactly the same, same business, same customer. Like, there's absolutely no fucking guarantee that this you know, their way will work with you. Actually, there is more possibilities that their way won't work with you. And that's valid for, like, any kind of influencer. You know, the ones you follow on Instagram. 
<laughs> um, we launch things and, you know, like you might be looking at it and be like, oh yeah, she does that. That might, you know, um, and then eventually, so that's, that's okay. So like influencers and also maybe people we are looking to work for, and I'm, I'm talking coaches again here. So I've been working with, um, a handful of coaches, like me being coached, um, over the past, what, three years? Yeah, I think three years. Wow. Um, and each of them has taught me different things, positive or negative, literally mainly positive, which is great. And yet none of them have the insight into me and my business that I have. So all of that to say, to wrap up on the business topics, that wasn't planned, but hey, this is, this is a live one, well, kind of. We, we are looking for validation and that's all right. And I think the quicker we accept it, the quicker we can actually get the support we need and feel validated and feel our feelings and move on. And in business, it tends to be, I think, the opposite, where we look for validation everywhere else, but inside ourselves, you know? We're looking at our turnover, we're looking at how many people we signed up in a month, we're looking at how many people follow us on social media. And yes, these are good, like, happy eye, key performance indicators. These are good numbers to look at. And yet, they don't define your worthness or your success. You do. You hold the fucking keys. Um, so yeah, trust, trust yourself. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, and I know, well, I know, I know that if I were hearing that, I'd be like, yes, that's great. So it's all about like loving myself and trusting myself. And how the fuck do I do that? Whew. Um, and the reason I can't really answer that fully is because it depends on each and every individual. As I said, there is no one technique. And anyone who tries to convince you otherwise is one, trying to sell you something, which in itself isn't bad. You know, selling isn't a bad thing. But th- this person is probably also trying to sell you something that will will probably not work. Or maybe it will work for you. But it's not a guarantee that... I mean, there's no guarantee in life, right? But if, if, if it works for you, it's not going to work for someone else. Right? Um... So as to the how do you love yourself, I am sitting on a couple of articles about that. Um, yeah, because I think it's a very, very interesting topic. Obviously, I mean, that's my work. Um, I'm also planning to uh, bring back a PDF that I wrote, I think it was last year, which is called 12... I think it's 12. I don't remember if it's 12 or 10, but it's like 12 or 10 ways to love yourself more every day. And it has tangible, like, concrete, actionable steps to love yourself more. So it's not like, oh, take a bubble bath and indulge in self-care. And, you know, like, if that's your thing, yeah, do. But that's that's not how, that's not the how you love yourself. Um, so I am planning to put it again as um, a gift, a freebie, when you sign up for my newsletter. For now, it's still on um, my masterclass on kink and how kink helps you reclaiming your inner power. 
So, yeah, I've been planning. I don't know when I'm going to do this challenge, so here what I'm offering to you. First of all, if you're interested in the King Master class, go for it, because when I do take it off and put the other freebie, you know, about loving yourself uh, in place, I will sell the King Master class. So now is your opportunity to get it for free. Then I will actually put the PDF so when you sign up for my newsletter, you will get it. If you already signed up to my newsletter, I will send it to you. I don't know when, but I will in, in the near future. And if you're really impatient and we're connected on social media, or we're not, but you're really impatient anyway, you can send me an email or like a mess like a Facebook message like a Facebook Messenger message. How old am I? Like a message on Messenger and I will send it to you. Alright? No strings attached, no like no sign up and everything. Because I want it to be in as many hands, digital hands as possible. Digital hands. It's funny because it's digit with fingers. Anyway, in as many hands as possible because it is so fucking important, right? And it explains to you how you do love yourself. Um, I think I'm going to wrap up this episode. I feel like I want to talk some more. So maybe I'll record another one. Who knows? Um, thank you for bearing with me while I was discovering myself this whole episode. It's been a delight. Um, as a wrap up, I think I'm going to do a summary of like, always choose yourself. You know, like... Always choose you, and especially when it's hard. Because when it's easy to choose yourself, I'm not gonna go there because, like, I don't have the end of the sentence. But basically, when it's hard, choose yourself. And this is something I tell myself regularly. Like, um, yeah, like <laughs> my best friend just like dumped me, you know. And I still choose myself. And I am in a very happy, fulfilling, romantic relationship um, with Mark. And I'm touching wood. If anything, you know, would change, I would like... And even in my relationship, like, I choose myself all the time. Which doesn't mean that I don't put energy into my relationship. Um, and I don't do things for him or for us. And I don't compromise. I do, and there is a balance to find here. There is like compromise and forgetting yourself. And if you want to talk more about that, I invite you to book a one-on-one session with me because that would be a great thing to explore together. To look at, you know, if your boundaries are being crossed, if you are indeed putting yourself last on your to-do list, if you are giving away too much of your power and how you can actually get it back. You know, like we'll look at the emotional things, like where it's coming from. And I'll give you some concrete action steps of how to change things. You can have lasting changes in your life. Because I'm all about talking about, you know, intellectual concept. I, I, I do love I do love it, you know, having a, a theoretical approach to feelings, especially is like my passion. Um, one of my passions, along with like crafts at the moment. Anyways, and I think that when we bring it back, or at least that's what I do in my work. Like I have a need to bring all of this emotional, spiritual, intellectual, intellectual talk and exploring back to like the conclusion of 
action steps, right? It's like when you're working in a company and at the end of the meeting, you should always have, all right, what are the next action steps? You know, and it sounds very corporate and I am definitely not a corporate person and yet I do think that this is good. It's like we're having coaching session, we're exploring the feelings, we're validating what you feel. I'm giving you the support and love that you need and we'll bring back to like, okay, you end this call, what do you do? In the coming days, what do you do? In the coming weeks and months, what do you do to have a chance and to get what you want? Woohoo! Uh, which is now for my uh, one-on-one sessions, by the way. Um, well, the official, unofficial, I don't know, I don't use it a lot, but it's called Get What You Want Sessions. Um, on another note, I am wrapping up orders for Treat Your Soul, which I mentioned on the last episode and on social media as well. Um, Treat Your Soul is a gift box from your guide and I feel like I sound like an advert right now. Um, but basically it's something that came up to me a couple of, um, couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Um, so it's a candle and a reading. I connect with your guides, like your spiritual guides, your ancestors, any spiritual entities that's helping you in your life, who has your highest and best interests at heart. I call them forth, I ask them which message you need to hear. I write it all down. Um, and then I go down to my kitchen and I make a candle, uh, like with my own two hands, a soy wax candle with um, some herbs and maybe some essential oils that support the intention of the message, well, the intention and the message that you guys want you to hear. And I infuse it in the candle. And I also make it look pretty because pretty things I love. <laughs> all right. So then uh, I ship it all to you and it means you get a reading, like a traditional reading. Like I do use some cards, but like it's not so much about the cards as it is like what I'm getting, like which kind of messages I'm getting for you. Um, based on what you guys are telling me and based on, um, I have a, an intake form when you make the order where I ask you questions so I know what you need, what you want to focus on, you know, uh, at the moment. I ask you guides and then they give me some answers and generally they have also all the things um, that they want you to focus on. Uh, it's all on paper and it's all in the candle. So you have the reading and also you have a visual and even more important energetical reminder of the reading. So since it's all infused in the candle, every time you burn it, burn it up, um, you light the candle, but only just by having it in your, in your place, you will remember <laughs> the reading. You will remember what your guides want you to do and want you not to do. And I think it's a really fantastic way to really anchor into the energy of readings. Because I, I love getting readings. I think they're fantastic to, you know, hear different perspectives um, and all of that. And yet, a couple of a couple of days afterwards, I'm like, over it. Not, to like, not, the, not like, oh yeah, no, I'm over it. It's just like the energy has left. You know, even if I have the most brilliant reading... Um, and I'm like super hyped afterwards and, and, and exhausted because that's, you know, when I have energy work, like I, I'm, I'm exhausted. Um, then I just, I just forget, like I'm kind of out of the momentum, right? So the candle helps you stay in the momentum. So you're not like running around all the time, but you like have 
anchor points into what really matters. So I am, um, I am wrapping up orders for this treat your soul. This one of treat your soul, um, on well this week Monday the seventh is the last day to order. Um, the sooner you order, the better because it would mean that you have it earlier, which is um, which is relevant because I think it is a wonderful gift, a wonderful gift to make to yourself for Christmas. Or whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating this end of year, you don't need any occasion to celebrate yourself. Um, or rather, any occasion is good. And they also make wonderful gifts uh, for other people. You have the option uh, in the form. So I think, oh, I'll double check, that's interesting. But I think that when you fill up the form, um, you can kind of intuitively you know, answer for someone else. And even if you don't know really where they're standing because you don't really talk about this, you know, with them, um, or you're wrong, you're scared of, like, not putting in the right thing, just, like, let me know and I'll connect with their guys. You know, like, they'll hear exactly what they need to hear. Do not fret over that. Um, so, yeah, wonderful gift. Uh, last order is the 7th of December. I ship to North America as well as Europe. So yeah, um, you have I'll put um I'll put a link to that in the show notes, so you can click on the description of the episode, and you'll find it. Um, and one last thing I wanted to say. Oh yeah, if you're interested. Um yeah, I, I encourage you to do it now because, I don't know if I'll be doing that. Again, I think it's going to change. Um, what I'm seeing happening is doing some kind of candles with a specific attention. So if you want to buy a candle for love or abundance or peace or pleasure, you will be able to buy a candle for that. But it will not be specialized to your own reading. So this is like as personalized of a candle as you can get. As I said, you have the message and then you have... I also put herbs mainly for my gardens from my garden um, um, into it that supports the intention of the message. And yeah, yeah, that's it. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing that again. Um, I think I will keep it as a saying from my one-on-one long-term client. So when someone starts to work with me, I'll send them um, a personal candle with a reading uh, at some point during the length of our, of our work together. But I don't know if I'm going to make it accessible to like the general public ever again and if I do it will be more expensive all right um that is all I think this has been quite a long episode we're at 50 minutes right now probably a bit more for you because I was the intro um thank you for bearing with me I am deeply grateful for your presence if you have any question about anything I mentioned in this episode, feel free to message me. And I wish you a very good rest of your day. And see you soon. Bye.